Welcome back to Top Decks, and my name is Fiction Boy. I'm Stream Arcadad. And I am Whiplash Wolf. And today's topic is about communities and fandoms. And I just broke. What the heck? Yes. And there are lots of fandoms we can go about talking about. <laughs> but I think oh, our yes, topic tonight is. is discussing them and how a fandom oh. is what it is. Good save. <laughs> After I broke, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what I was going to say. Here for you. We care about you. We're here for I, you, brother. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course, fiction. <laughs> so, yeah. Fandoms and communities. Mm. Usually a fandom and a community can mean the same thing, but usually most people would say it's a community, right? Yeah. And there's different usually. types of varieties of communities, and each one represents different things and different likes. And, and there are sometimes, yes. you know... And you know what? There is sometimes that certain communities, you know, work together. Yeah. Like, like they vibe really well together. Like, um, let's say, well, we have some people that are maybe Star Wars, you know, there's the Star Wars community. There's also Star Trek community, but they're, even though these things are two different things, they sort of overlap each other because they have one thing in common which they're both science fiction and usually it's not uncommon for someone with the same interest to lap with another community because it fits what they like by the same time there's been like fight of like what is better star wars or like star trek i i honestly like both but they're kind of mm -hmm. different while being a similar like space style and futuristic and uh, other civilization they are they have some things in comments which i appreciate in both of them and differences as well it's good yeah, if we're gonna go back yeah. if we're gonna go on about star wars and star trek i'm <laughs> yeah i can say but, i'm uh, lost on this i don't watch them that much i wouldn't say I it's like... not really about talking about star wars nor star trek i was just giving an example of how these two communities can overlap each other because of the similar interests they have you may not That's know but that, i was just using that as an example but i will say ask you guys in your own words what is a community or a fandom to you personally i think a fandom or community is just like a group of people that share a common passion uh it can be like drone racing airsoft cosplay anime it could be about star trek star wars it literally anything at all uh any community there's lore around it like um uh adventure time there's a big community around the big fan base around that so yeah mm -hmm. There was a huge one around My Little Pony, the last generation. I I was holding back to say that actually. <laughs> well, I can I say because like... I was part of it. Like honestly, so here's yeah. my thing: is with My Little Pony, like I made fun of the people who liked it at first, and then, lo and behold, I watched an episode. I was like, oh well, <laughs> it's actually really good. And then like, one of us, one of it is. us. <laughs> like, and here's something you in. super. Here's something that's super, super tacky when I say this. But you know how the model for the fourth generation was friendship is magic? Well, 
seven, eight of my friends I know personally IRL right now. I've known them since 2012 because of My Little Pony. So, mm. friendship is magic, la 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 la. <laughs> well, it's I have some friends I've known for a long time. The guy plays airsoft and love listening to My Little Pony. I mean, there's nothing shameful about it. I mean, I, like whatever you do, you can do whatever you want, just as long as you're respectful of other people. I have a lot of friends that are in the ABDL community as well, and I've I've done some caretaking for them, even though I'm not into it. I've done it for them because they asked nicely and they turned out to be amazing friends, honestly. Like they're probably like My Little Pony, ABDLs and other communities like that. They're so like, to me, feel like no, not a lot of people know about what it is actually and the actual meaning and what's involved. And when you look into it, there's more depth than what meets the, there's more than meets the eye, honestly. They're generally super chill, easygoing people. Just don't it's judge. very interesting community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, like, so, there are a lot of things that people will always, you know, lift their eyes up to, when, especially when they think about that community. But, so, so, like, to me, from, like, most people I've known, too, like, from the reason they are ABDL, it is their childhood wasn't the best either. Like, I'm not saying, like, mm -hmm. that's a, a, what you need to be a part of that community. It's just, like... They didn't have the best growing up, from what I've seen. Well, not necessarily. The the ones that I know, the um, one of them is an accountant. One, two or three of them actually are programmers, people that make like high salaries. But they live under so much stress and pressure that going back to a state where they didn't have any responsibility for them is their way to put their mind off everybody does their thing i like to tinker and work on projects some people like to play video games some people like to play uh, like uh, video games some other people like to play like whatever you know and that's what they found that helped them the most me personally the number one thing that helps me put my mind off after a stressful day going f uh, for a flight Checking off with my paramotor that can help, but that doesn't last very long. I prefer going to fly instead. <laughs> Flying is really my thing. My that's how like I what what helps me out is like either using that stress on the gym equipment or, or driving. I like drive. I love cars. Like I like taking my cars on drives and, and like going to the gym. So either one of those situations. Yeah. One, I just go for a nice drive, and since I live near the beach, it'll be like on the beach road. Or who's calling me? Lexington. I've been getting phone oh. calls all day <laughs> today. Yeah. I wanted to point out one thing that Whiplash did say, which is, you know, we do have individuals who like to make fun of people in certain communities. And mm -hmm. there has been many, many times this has been proven that those people that usually end up making fun of the communities that they're in usually end up being one of them. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually what happens. <laughs> Especially like the, worst the kids. It's like homophobic the people are usually closeted gays, actually. It happens very often. You wouldn't think that happened, but it, it really does happen. Yeah. It's weird. You don't expect that at all. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Why does one join a community? Usually people have different varieties, different answers to it, and not, not every answer is the same. There is common answers, but I would like to hear a unique answer. Something that is usually not common. 
Hmm. It's a good one. I would say you would usually join a community because you feel a sentiment of being part of something it's something that you're interested in and then you find this group of people that welcomes you and you feel like you're part of a community or part of a fandom i think that's probably one of the most the biggest reason like the furry fandom for example we're a very welcoming we're a warm group of individual a fandom um and i i think a lot of people they they like the feeling of being part of something Oh my god. The community the community that we are established in within the furry fandom. I've noticed people like to surround themselves in in some sort of pack, so to speak. Yeah. We don't like to separate ourselves from people that we grow together with within our own community. We like to stay close yeah. to the ones that were there for us during the beginning and who have supported us. Um, we we tend to do that a lot. Another thing we do tend to do is herd a lot. And what I mean by herd is like we like to group up together majority of the time. And sometimes, you know, not everybody agrees with each other in our community. But when... When push comes to shove, when things are very hard over something that's happened, like if a current event that was really bad, we have a tendency to stick together during that hard time and yep. we forget the problems that we do have. It's kind of like when, uh, and I know this is a very sensitive subject to bring up, but th this is a good example to demonstrate what I mean. Um, when 9-11 happened, and how devastating it was in, in America, where we did forget about the problems that we had politically because we stood together because of, of that tragedy. Yep. Oh, man, so it's not uncommon. I was in grade five when it happened. <laughs> I was in kindergarten or first grade. I can't remember which one. <laughs> I don't remember exactly much about it. I just knew how bad it was as I got older. But anyways, go on Whiplash. What about my uh, avert observations? Why, did, why, why does one ladies? join in a fandom? Uh, to me, like, whenever it comes to a fandom, like with me with the furry fandom, it was me growing up with Sonic the Hedgehog and it was Star Fox and watching Pokemon, Digimon, Pretty much anything, uh, Looney Tunes, anything that had like animals that are anthropomorphic in it, and then I just kind of like, hmm, I like all this together. And then I found out about the furry fandom when I was very young, actually, like oh mm -hmm. seven, oh eight is when I actually like technically joined the fandom. I didn't know much about it, but I was like, wow, I actually like this. This is fun to look at, look at pictures. I got on Furfinity when it was like only a year or two years old. That's like how far back this has been. <laughs> <laughs> I been feel old talking about line. it. But mainly to me, like people who get into a fandom is they find a subject or an object, not an object, but they find something that catches their attention, something that makes them want more of it and want more of something like that. Like how it is with anime, but people get into a show, they watch anime. 
they're like, wow, I actually really enjoy the show. I wonder what other series is out there that I can watch to enjoy. And that's how people get into anime. Or people who get into cars. Like, I'm into cars. I got into cars at a very young age because Hot Wheels exists. And <laughs> you just get excited by looking at Hot... Like, you get excited just looking at cars. And you're like, wow, I want this, I want that, I want this. And, like, if you're a car enthusiast, you absolutely had a Lamborghini or Ferrari on your door. Or on your bedroom wall when you were young. It's just truth. But it's just something that really excites you. And you want more of that and then you grow up into that and you want to be a part of that like i am part of cars i have two fun cars i enjoy them both quite a bit and i've been part of the furry fandom and throughout the years i've definitely met great friends like those friends i talked about through my little pony are also furries so we have kept our like we don't just strictly talk about furry stuff 24 7 but we just actually no. have conversations into and actually Go have fun, we go out, eat, play games, just do stupid things that friends would do and have enjoyable times. And that's another good thing about fandoms. Like, you find something, you find something you love, and you find something inside that, that you can also create more memories with. There's like, groups of people that share common hobbies inside another group of people, like car furs, as an example. Like, you're part of the car fur community, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And a question for both of you, like some some people have like hobbies and like they uh, they're part of a fandom or a community. For you, how much does the furry fandom take in your life, your everyday life, from the moment you wake up to you go to bed? How much of your life is dedicated to the furry fandom? Oh God, besides, I would job. say. <laughs> I would say there is a variety. I don't really believe that the furry fandom takes up the majority of my life. There's many other things that I'm interested in. So, if I want to, let's say, focus on music the most, I will focus on the music the most. I've always loved music. There is a community for that. Or if I'm in the mood to be a part of a gaming community especially I am a part of the Mass Effect community I will focus on that but usually speaking it like varies. within a month within the I month I would say I deal with the furry fandom on a daily basis only because of the fact that the majority of my friends are in this community so it's like 30%, 40% of your life is like... I wouldn't put it in... I don't know if I could put an exact number on <laughs> how much time yeah. I put into community. I would just say the majority of my time is in the furry community. Yeah. That's a very I good statement so to put. Because like, your time in the furry fandom will different, differentiate based on what day it is and what you do there in that month. Like... If there's a furcon going on, then that is what you're doing for those four or five days. It's strictly that. 72 hours of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're going to have fun month. doing it, too. Like, for sure. But during the rest of the time, you have, I mean, like mine, I do my job. I go to gym afterwards. I try to come home and do streaming and, you know, hang out with friends. And that's when this furry related. But, I mean... It's not fur related when you're sleeping, is it? So if we take eight hours a day, if you actually get eight hours of sleep, <laughs> I know I don't. So I'm uh, taking myself out of that equation. But 
I would say like mine's, I don't know, it's between 30 and 50%. It just really depends on what it is during the month, what's happening. Hmm. I gotta say mine's probably around 30% as well. I do have a lot of friends outside the furry community. I have my responsibilities. I have my friends and family. The thing that kind of pulls me back more than I expect is not only the podcast, but also making content on TikTok. Also my little business I started on the side that's usually really revolved around the furry community. So Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I think it's probably 30-40%, but it might lo it might change over time. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. It depends. Hmm. Okay. Now, now I wanted to actually... ask you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. I'm, I'm actually part now of a group of... Uh, I've been taking drama classes, theater classes, so I've, we're like a little group of 14 people, and they're they're becoming friends, and they, they have nothing to do with the furry fandom, actually. And they're all from, like, close to my area, so, like, I'm, I'm building friend, new friendships every day, and it's, it's cool. I like it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I want you to try to answer this question the best of your ability without using the furry fandom as your answer. Now, I will say, what is a current fandom that you are a part of, and what is the longest fandom you've been a part of? Other than the furry community? Yes. For me, it would be the Airsoft community. It's the one I got, uh, I spend the most time in. I've probably been in the Airsoft community probably for just as long, as not, if not a bit longer than the furry. Furry, it's been 13 years now, 12, 12 years. Airsoft, it's been long. I've been playing Airsoft since I was like 14 years old, 14, 15. And I literally just turned 31 today. So it's it's been for a very long time. I took breaks on and off for like a couple of years, then I came back. But I, I still have my replicas on my wall above my, my, uh, my, my desk, uh, my, my, God damn it. <laughs> My computer desk. <laughs> I, I was would say... I actually was going to get into the Airsoft community. The it Airsoft community is fun. In. It is. I want to do some more. It, it, it's, it's only better shape. when you it's don't really have kids. Well, well, I'm going to teach them for sure. My kid is going to play with me, probably. No, well, it's like, kids are just like... They're not fun to play with on Airsoft. It's usually better with the adults. But again, some adults are not even better. They're sometimes worse than the kids. Oh, There's a lot of what I've noticed in the Airsoft community is the biggest cheaters are actually the <clears throat> older guys because they're lazy. They don't want to walk or not. They're necessarily lazy, but they are not in the same physical condition as the younger people that are there. And usually I've I was part of a group where we introduced people that were underage but wanted to play Airsoft and we gave them a safe environment to play with and like strict training. And it was 16 and up, which was legal. And uh, they were, they ended up being too honest sometimes. They they didn't even get shot, but they thought they did because it made sense. Like, like this guy's shooting at me, he should have gotten me. And, and, and they end up being more honest than the people that are 40, 50, 60 years old sometimes that play there, surprisingly. I will say, what I enjoy the most is watching those uh, compilations of people arguing it. <laughs> they're, so uh, they're fun. Teams. They're really funny. <laughs> so the guy takes a personal vendetta and just shows up and like, sprays the guy with like, ammo. <laughs> it's, it's funny. The one it's guy so I do remember watch. in the, the airsoft community is that one guy who was shooting like crazy. And, oh, he, yeah. and this one dude was thought he was shooting full auto. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And the guy is like, no, that's not Phil Otto. And he's like, this is a 
just full out of. He's like, oh, dude, okay. That guy's pretty good, though, for, you know, being yeah. a, a good sport. Hey, no, full auto. That's not full auto. Oh, no, what it is. Damn. The guy just, like, walks away. I actually had a setup like this on one of my guns. It's called a DSG. It's a dual sector, dual sector gear. So instead of the gear doing run revolution to shoot one round, it would shoot two times per revolution. So you could get, like, up to, like, 60 rounds a second. It's insane, but when you would play semi-auto, like the the trigger response was like instantaneous. It was crazy. Well, let me also uh, point out if you guys are wondering what that video is, I will be posting it. Well, actually, our, our editor will be posting the video right here. It's a really funny video. I just I just thought it was a good good video to you know show the good sport because not everybody in the uh, the airsoft community is you know a sore loser. But, but um, I've seen majority of them have been. Terrible players it, are everywhere. Like, even paintballers. Paintballers, sometimes they cheat just as much as airsofters. They go like this, and it's off. Honestly. And it's I've noticed no difference at all. There, there's the same amount of cheaters in paintball than airsoft. I guess there's yes. something about car enthusiasts. You really can't cheat or lie about what your car makes unless you, you know, show it what it makes. <laughs> but... There is just a lot of drama in car community. Like, I am a part of the car community, but I keep my, like, friend group very, very close. Like, we know the furry fandom can be a bit dramatic sometimes, but the car community is even more, honestly. Like, even more. I'm like, sorry, Airsoft I, is worse. It's worse. I have seen, I don't know about that one. No, no, I'm I, kidding. I, I'm just messing I've with you. I've been a part of a... I've been part of the Halo community for a long time. And let's just say they will fight over the most silliest of things. That's it, usually especially that when they're cooperating in well, it, it they usually fight over cooperating. Like I had to deal with a team of people who were trying to get the Vim Master challenges done to get Recon Armor in Halo 3, if anybody remembers that. Oh, no. I played so much of this. Oh my god, my childhood. Halo 3 getting all the skulls. I will say See, I would have been your daddy skull. I got that one. I got that one. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's not skull, just I Halo. I think it's mainly just FPS shooters in general. Because you well, gotta include Call of Duty, Battlefield... Actually, the Battlefield is you know, the most are... lenient community I've ever been a part. Every time I've ever played that game, I always told people, you know what, GG, good game. And they have always been kind to me. But the Call of Duty Halo ones, they are not so kind. It, usually the Battlefield community, they're very quiet unto themselves. Well, mm. I can say I grew up on Call of Duty. Even when I was, was it War to War when that first came out? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I, remember, I remember the days of... Uh, Everything can be said. <laughs> okay, oh, but then that comes to the question of this, since we're on the topic. What is the most toxic uh, community you've ever been a part of? And I'll say this, Call of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely uh, you, Call of Duty. If you say, and pardon my profanity, you to anybody that has a live mic... Within the okay, waiting wait, wait. session. Wait, wait. It's not you just saying you. It's also adding you. Insert racial slur here. Oh, yeah. Insert racial slur. 
Yes, let's be honest. Sorry, Colton, for the um, the profanity. Speaker, we're we're trying our best to make sure we don't try to say it too much, that so you can have some space. That's why I'm slowly say saying is, it. All I can say is, and when Modern Warfare Two and Black Ops One and Modern Warfare Three and Black Ops Two, shit was said like it was spout out like a gun firing. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> if there is an argument during a live mic session, literally everybody with the mic would start yelling at the top of their lungs just for the hell of it. Even the all kids right. would just scream at nothing. Even it has nothing it to do with them. We're not putting this like as a link in the podcast or putting as a video for this. But if you want to like go back to the olden days and see how like Xbox and PlayStation lobbies used to be, just look at Modern Warfare Two. Just look at compilations of those. The worst era of Call of Duty online when is when people starting using their Connect 360 as microphones. Oh god, the echo. Game. The oh. echo. So bad. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, get a freaking headset. I swear to god, they're $15. Whip Go get one. Whiplash. Huh? Watch your profanity. So aggravated. Watch your profanity. My profanity oh matches. My profanity you know matches no one on Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm gonna bring back oh. Halo Three. Did you know that it's because of Halo Three that I'm actually be I'm able to speak fluent English? It's because of that game. Not even kidding. You did not get an education into learning English, did you? I did get an education. I did. I did education. learn um, education. education. I'm so glad I've actually started um, learning English when I was in grade three. Till high school uh, secondary three and what i knew how to speak but having the correct pronunciation and saying the phrases and everything the way i i got really good at it is i had a group of friends that i used to play halo every single night and uh, we were 10 and they were all americans so when i work in my area and i speak in english in some part of montreal they're like where are you from i'm like I'm from here. It's like, you sound American. I'm like, that would make sense because I, I learned English by speaking with Americans. So I don't follow the stereo, the like stereotypical like A's, like Canadians, some Canadians do. So yeah. okay. what was the first word you learned in the Halo lobby? I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't play Halo. No, I liked Halo, but I never played the multiplayer. I always played the campaigns. Like, that was just me. So Dude, the private games were so fun. The infection games, especially like if you Michael wanted Jackson, the Forge custom Decker. maps. If you oh. went on custom maps, they were great. They made some amazing racing tracks with a little twist of them trying to hit you with a rocket launcher. Just to yes. add yeah. fun to it. Yes, I enjoy. I used to make puzzle maps too. Like you would have to go through a maze, and there's like different tips and tricks you had to use to get through it. <laughs> yeah, that was those me were on Light like Masters. So like me and Marvel 2 playing like doing the um quick scoping battles and private matches on Rust. You know what? I hate Whiplash. That. I hate what that. kind of huh? player did you think I was on Modern Warfare 2? I mean, I'll even tell you what setup I had and what perks I used. You might hate me for it. Go ahead. I had an MP7 with the silencer. Oh hell yeah. I also had the dual wields, you know those dual wield weapons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I also had the fast 
I think it was what was it? Fast? Marathon it's Pro. Something that makes you. Yeah, I also had um, the Quick Ghost knife. Pro. No, not Ghost. Quick knife. Ghost, Ghost, yeah, Ghost Pro and Sit Rep Pro. Hmm. I would okay. use Akimbo P90s and just like run like you crazy. know why people that didn't like Sit Rep Pro. Yeah, you see all the because Playboys it, and C4s and no, not just that. You get that before you get Pro. Why people hated Sit Rep Pro is because if you had a really good like quality headset like a Turtle Beach at the time, oh, you can hear oh, people's. Right. You could hear people's footsteps and when they're near you, and so you would be prepared to kill them. Before they ever get I to know. you. And That's I was a. True. And by the way, I, I, I did a lot of drop shotting every time I killed somebody. Oh, I did that too. I had a beep button under my controller that I actually modified and rewired so I could drop shot people. They were so mad. It was funny. I, I actually, so, another thing I did, my trigger finger to like scope in, you know, normally you click in to hold your breath. I've rewired that button mm -hmm. so when I would scope in, I would push a little. A little further, and it would click, and it would hold my breath with a single trigger. That was super useful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you this much. Let me tell you just how much of like a no life I was when I had Modern Warfare Two. I had five out of the nine assault rifles with fall camo, and like four, the rest of four were Red Tiger. Every single submachine gun was fall. Two of the light machine guns were fall. Every sniper was fall. And okay, I had all the pistol like attachments unlocked. But what the one I would use the most, it would be a P90 with extended mags, mm -hmm. Marathon Pro, Lightweight Pro, Commando Pro, and either a Desert Eagle or Magnum with a tactical knife with a throwing knife as oh. a secondary. Or if yeah, I had my most... sniper class out, because I used to be, be the intervention was the intervention yep, intervention with MJ and sleight of hand, stopping power, and either ninja or commando. I can't believe I remember nice. all this. The most overpowered <laughs> AC, the most power rifle at that time was also the ACR. It was so accurate, it's ridiculous. Hell, I like the FMJ, or was it FMJ 2000? Where the hell it was called? It was that F2000. weird gun. <laughs> I like that mm -hmm. gun. F2000. Guess, yeah. That was one of the ones I got to okay. fall for. I also had a stem pack. <laughs> I know, but I still had my sticky grenades. They were always useful. What? That game brings okay. back so many memories. I hell, I remember even remember like the clans I used to be, be in. I used to be in the FaZe clan at one you're point. You're not cool if you're not in clan. <laughs> oh, I used to be no, in TMG and FaZe, and I'm not in anything anymore. So even though we know where both of those clans are today, they still exist. And I was in them okay. at the very beginning. It's it's a weird time. All right, All right now we're gonna get things interesting, boys. So listen up. Try oh, describing. The furry fandom in three words, but describe it badly. Um, Self-centered. Attention two words. And what? Describe the furry fandom in three words, but describe it badly. Oh, thought, thought, I, I thought you had to say three words that describe the fandom badly. <laughs> so I was naming things. Um, hmm. Describe the furry fandom in three words. Too much drama. Attention whores. <laughs> that's just one <laughs> word. <laughs> or two. Attention too much whore, that's two word. <laughs> too much drama is mine. That's all I'm going to say. Too much, too much drama. <laughs> drama. I drama. will say this, and I will bring in the context of what I'm saying. We are sheep, 
And what I mean by we are sheep, oh. and I've said this many times, might as well oh be a persona sheep because you guys like to attach yourself to the next biggest trend. Like, let's just say you want to go after a furry for doing something bad. You're like sheep and go after the person. Oh yeah, you want to listen to actual like if there's something going on, you rather follow the victim of a situation than listen to the person who's being prosecuted. Prosecute. Yeah. Pro it's less effort to being blamed. <laughs> it, it's it's less effort to go along with everybody saying than trying to defend the person. It's kind of like yeah, um, like thing. and what I mean by other things is, is is another example that probably has nothing to do with them. Like, a very serious situation that's happening in our world, and all of a sudden, they want to be a part of it like it's their problem. But I'm like, if it was that much of a big deal to you, why didn't you make it a problem before it became big media news? You know? <laughs> exactly. I will say this. Arcadet is right. I enjoy the furry fandom. I enjoy a lot of people in the fandom. Now, there are some people I don't like, and there's a lot of people I do like. But the people who are the most problematic are always the biggest attention whores in existence. Oh, yeah, they'll go after I mean, the really truth hard. about it. That's I mean, the it's, truth it's I see the, about it. If you think about it, the furry fandom is like, look at my fursona, look at my art, look at my avatar. It's all about us. Like, look at what I am, what I've become, look at my art and stuff. I mean, think about it, that's what it is. And I'm like, but it's I, I get what you're so saying. Easy. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, that's not all of you. I mean, come on. No. Oh, no. No, no. We're not saying it's. That's what a lot of people want to be. And I'm like, and I'm like, there's more to you than just being a furry. You know that, right? Can yeah. you tell me no. something else? I like the fact that you can make flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can make yeah, anything like, you want, actually. Almost. I cannot keep a nicely, well, inter uh, well, um, Maintain garden though. I I suck at gardening. Don't ask me to do that ever again. I, I, I can will do invent that. a watering system for you though. I will do that. <laughs> I can do that. I can make you a garden cool. because I grew up. <laughs> I grew up doing that. I don't oh, know all the cool. flowers yeah, names, but I, I can go. Have. I can go pick out all the flowers that you need perfectly and make a good little nice flower garden out of them. That's such a weird way to say it. I, I grew up on seven acres of land. I'm very good at being a groundskeeper. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this, guys. What was your favorite fan-created content? Like fan fiction, fan art? I will say, for me, I have showed you this already, but someone actually, knowing that I'm in the Mass Effect community, it's the Turian character that I have, that I created. That yeah. is one of the best pieces nice. I love. But that's out of my own creation of what I interpret my Turian OC would be like if I was in that world. I, th I think my favorite fan fiction content ever made to me, Red versus Blue by Rooster Teeth. Oh my god. <laughs> I love yes. that series. Caboose is my all-time favorite. Yeah, it turns out the glowing sword uh, turned out to be a glowing key. And yeah, when you stick it in people, it unlocks the death. <laughs> you know what no. my favorite line? My favorite. I could tell you my favorite line, though. I remember that it? one purple dude in the beginning of season one. He said he was a pacifist. And the caboose is like, so you're a thing that babies suck. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, no, that's a pacifier. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, caboose is like uh, such a lovable character. He's so stupid or, and funny. 
But there's the red team who saved the day when they played that ridiculous music when they dread the warthog. You know oh what I'm talking God. about? Uh, it's a bit far back. Hold on, I <laughs> gotta think about that one. We call it. I just call it the warthog song. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And now we're not gonna play it on or link it because it is copyrighted music. Yeah. And we're not, so if you want to look it up, just look up on your uh, search bar and then type in the Warthogs on Red versus Blue. You'll you'll see. Does a bridge series count? I don't know what that is. Oh, well, it's like they take a series that is running and then they put their own like dialogue over it and like make an oh. episode out of it. Yeah, dubs. Like, video dubs? Mm, yeah. Yeah, like video dubs, but we have, a way. We have so many of these in my home culture. Because <laughs> I like, the, I like Lord Helsing of the Rings. Ultimate. Helsing Ultimate like... Bridge is my favorite. <laughs> I can't even say the word. I can't even say the title of the thing. Because, yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> Gotta have to believe it out. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't well, we say it then. That's like my favorite thing is watching a bridge series like the Dragon Ball Z, the Helsing Ultimate. It's usually Team Four Star who does it, but Jesus Christ, it's funny as hell to me. Mm. I say watch it one day if you can. Guys, another thing that we're going to ask, in your opinion, what is the best and the worst fandom? That's a tough one. Now, are we talking about based on are we talking based on people who are inside the fandom? Or are we talking about what the fandom is based on? I would say a okay, broad I'm gonna give you community. One, I'm, I'm going to give you one uh, answer to that, and it's about the furry fandom. What's great about the furry fandom is that we accept everyone. What it's really what really sucks about the furry fandom is that we accept everyone. Yeah, it's very true because there are some people who shouldn't be accepting the fandom that are very blatantly open about what they are. That no, they're toxic. They're drama. They seek attention. They stir shit around. Some people are so bad. But I mean, most of the time, you don't know that about that person until they start really getting involved. And which brings back something that I said before. There's drama in every single community or fandom. If you don't see it, it's for two reasons. Either you haven't been there for long enough or haven't been involved enough into it. I will say this. Because it before is COVID, bound to happen. Before COVID, yes, there was drama in the furry fandom. But COVID was like a call to all people who are closeted furries to finally come out. And to me... Huh. That's when a lot more <laughs> drama started to appear in the furry fandom, <laughs> to say the least. Mm -hmm. That's just that's just my opinion. Like I'm not saying everyone who came into the fandom during COVID is problematic. I'm just saying <laughs> it became more prominent <laughs> when it happened because like there wasn't too much drama. Like there was drama between people who had been in the fandom before, like people who had been you know very. Um, we're not going to get into that because that's based on politics and stuff, and we know how the furry fandom is about that. So, it was that and people being kind of racist. So, that was what it used to be. And now, since then, it's just been, like, all over the place with drama. That's how I proceeded. Alright, Twitter is the damn thing to look at. I don't really see drama on Twitter. Is it me? Or, like, I've been... Oh! Hey, <laughs> we lost him! <laughs> 
And fiction see, is even, dead. Fiction can even, see, like fiction done, can even like. take, <laughs> can even listen. But no, like, I mean, I don't follow that many people on Twitter. Oh. It just pops up in my feed whenever, like, some <laughs> happens, to say the least. That's just the way of putting it. I don't get myself involved with this, pretty much. I look at it and it's like, oh, that's cool. Scroll. Yeah. Because I'm really not deal it, with it anymore. Hmm? One simple rule for drama. We're going to bring back a little short clip of the, like, I'm going to go back to something we mentioned in the previous episode. But if you see drama online, just ignore it. You're receiving drama, ignore it. And keep one simple rule. Whatever you post on the internet, it's either neutral or positive. If it's negative, it has no place to be. Cut it out. Go talk to the person in private. Do everybody a favor and do that. You better like, subscribe, and comment what you thought about this video. And make sure to go follow all our other audio platforms and TikTok. Boop. Or... Yes, please follow our TikToks. Please, 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 please. Or... Yeah, yeah. Blue Blue is, is nodding, like, aggressively in the background. Don't make him disappointed, because he's a cute boy. He's a cute puppy. Aww. <laughs> he's actually adorable. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna be, be sitting on my lap real soon. Next episode. Yes. Or pets. Turn up shish kebabs. Oh, that's too bad. Poor Fiction makes that. Oh, he still hasn't reconnected yet. We're gonna do a Boston Terrier on a stick tonight, everyone. A Boston... Oh, I don't know if I want to know what that is. A small dog. <laughs> a small hairy. dog. They're like very hairy small dogs. They're like lab dogs. Oh boy. Trust me, Do I've only had like big dogs in my life except for this one I have now. Now he's I, a lapso. I'm gonna say something that might offend people, but honestly, take it as a joke. But like, I've heard somebody say that, you know, a real dog is something you cannot kick over a fence. I'm like, mm, I kind of agree with that. With my personal preferences, I like big dogs because they're fun. They keep you in 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 good shape because you have to walk them out. You got to stand like, you know, take them out, take care of them. But they kind of like to fight and wrestle a bit. That's always fun. I like that. See, they're that's playful. what my experience is. I've had a like chows my life, especially my family. I've had when I was younger, I had one chow, and then when I was like in my teens, I had another chow. But now. Since I live with my roommates, we have this small little dog called Opso Lopso. It looks like a Shih Tzu, but cream-colored, I guess. I don't know what the difference is between them two. But, I mean, it's playful. It really is playful. It's a playful boy. Hmm. You just take him outside and just throw some sticks at him. Or... We had a roommate, both of them, uh, my roommate, she had two girlfriends that both had chihuahuas. I really don't like those things. But sometimes they like you. I'm like, ah, it's, I feel bad because the, the, the love is not... I cannot reciprocate that love. You annoy me. You keep barking all the time. <laughs> but she liked to, like, spend and get close to us. It was it was odd. It was hard not to... What did I miss? Everything. I, I, I'm going I over here. What was. He just did his threat. He told people to eat shish kebabs in their beds before going to bed. I was huh? so offended. <laughs> What? Is that what you said? Shish kebabs? No, wait. No, I said I'm gonna turn their pets into shish kebabs. 
I'll turn their pets into shish kebabs. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you gonna make it? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, Don't caress my really leg. Dude, those are <laughs> thick thighs. You've been going to the gym? Nice. Good job. How can you feel with that hand? It's a robot hand. It has tactile sensors. I feel everything. Yeah, is that your, oh, is that you, your strong you hand? I can feel a screw in that thigh, too. Have you had, like, bone surgery? There's a metal detector. Is that your strong thing. hand? Yeah, it's my strong hand. Gonna squash his <laughs> with it. <laughs> I wish the camera was close for this one. <laughs> <laughs> inappropriate. Right, so <laughs> I am very inappropriate. Very thank you very much. Oh, did you guys already what? concluded the end of the video? No, we no, didn't. we waiting for you to get oh. back. Oh, we still got time. I think we okay, 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 okay. Let me, let me. I think we. No, we got through everything. The question of the week. Question of the week. I know that's what I'm doing. God dang it! Don't rush me. I know what I was doing. I thought you guys already did it before me. No, no we can the week, or is it the we care about you, man? It's like I know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Skip overhead. Okay, I'm gonna start calling you Bonnie, but don't shut up. <laughs> Who? What? You? What? Bonnie? That's what I heard too. Bonnie, like the rabbit. Bottom. If you don't oh, shut up. Oh, bottom. Okay, that's where we're going. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't have to prove it to you. I think you have to prove it to me either. <laughs> I can prove it to some of the two of the guys in the back. Well, Cole's hey easier to prove it to. <laughs> Alright, so the question of the week, guys, is... What do you look for in a convention centered around a particular fandom? And also, be sure to... And for the... <laughs> What's so well, funny? <laughs> the guy got agitated when I said that. It was funny. He's <laughs> like... <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Mm. Oh, is there God. something that I didn't see in the background? Because I, I didn't know what just happened there. But anyways, keep going, going. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Top Talks Podcast. If you want to be notified for our latest video, click the bell notification. Oh my God! And be sure to follow. <gasps> All of our audio podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you also want to join our Discord or Telegram to come talk, we don't. But don't worry, we don't bite. But if you want to join, there is a link in the description below to join our Discord server. Yes. I believe Only there's also a to. link for our Telegram as well. I, I don't okay. know that. All the information is in the link tree down below in the doobly-doo. Mm, doobly and go off what fiction was saying. If I can find... Oh god, not again. Not again, what huh? Is it this time? He wouldn't <laughs> oh, even know how to not again. God damn it. He better not get me involved into this, I swear to god. We'll only bite if he wants us to. Ooh. 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 I cringed. Just a nibble. I cringed. Just a nibble. Yeah. <laughs> I cringed just a little cringe. bit. Yeah, because you're listening to another top say it. That's what you're cringing at. Hey, you hey, won't you do know, it's not because of like that. You your ear nibbled on a bit once in a while. It's not because of that. Not really. It's imagine, imagine like a furry just going like saying ooh all the time. <laughs> That's what ooh, I think. <laughs> okay, that is cringy. 
when they say it all the I, time. I don't say it ooh. Yeah. I was doing that for fun. And you think it's crazy, yes. huh? Hmm? I would say you're more. No, I think you do fun. it ironically. But anyways, that's the close today's episode. Hope you guys see. Hope you. Uh, I cannot speak. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to lose my train of thought because of your own thing. And do not make that sound. We're not motorboating today. Anyways, that concludes today's episode. See you guys next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, no.